This podcast is brought to you by the Wharton School at the University of Pennsylvania. Corporate culture is part of a larger focus in and around firms these days, and companies talk about having a set of values that they want to follow. But if those values end up having a negative impact on the company's bottom line, well, it seems like those values, in many cases, tend to lose out. The bigger question might be, why? Tyler Rye is an assistant professor of management at the Wharton School and joins us to discuss this. Tyler, thanks very much for joining us today. Oh, happy to be here. And, and I guess let me start from a larger perspective here, is that how much of a discussion is there around corporate values right now and the importance of them? Well, I think there's a big discussion. This has been bubbling up in various forms for the last 20, 25 years. But I think especially since the pandemic, uh, it's really started to reach a, a fever pitch. Uh, you know, we're seeing a lot of different episodes of activism uh, against companies, uh, obviously the strikes that are going on right now. And I think, uh, you know, it all relates back to, you know, how these companies are treating their employees, what the values are, and are these values actually enacted in the workplace? I guess I'm not totally surprised that the conclusion here is that in the end, companies are going to make sure that their bottom line numbers are not hurt because of this. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, This is what companies are designed to do. And I don't know why any of us would be surprised that, you know, if it's between the bottom line and some of those values, that the bottom line is going to win. Now, I think the hope is that a good set of corporate values actually leads to positive bottom line outcomes. But to the extent that the two things start to pull against each other, yeah, there's really no mystery which one's going to win. And there was an MIT study which, I guess, came to the conclusion that values don't have a significant impact on making the world better. That's, I think that's a, a, a harsh conclusion, especially in this day and age when there is more focus on how companies run their operation and if they're going to have values, especially considering a lot of people uh, think about going to a company. One of the factors that they play in are the values of that firm. Yeah. No, a hundred percent. And I think the important distinction here is the difference between, you know, spouse values and then values in action. So companies are big, they're complex, they do lots of things. And now to the extent that values look good in corporate communications and they're nice to talk about and everyone feels good talking about well, what we value and what we contribute to the world – you know, that's great, but if it doesn't actually manifest in action, you know, it is just empty talk. It seems like we're also at a time right now where we hear more from, uh, you know, employees of companies that want to call out their firm if uh, those values are, are brushed aside at times. Oh, yeah. I mean, one of the, the risks that companies expose themselves to when they start making these big pronouncements about having high-minded values and being woke and all the rest is that if they don't follow up on this stuff, they, they're really open to charges of hypocrisy. And to the extent that you look at the personal values that a lot of employees have, especially a lot of really desirable employees, if they're attracted to an organization because it says that it shares their values and then they find out in action it doesn't, or when there's different pressures, the values fall by the wayside, 
this is a real violation of expectancy uh, and trust. And so you can absolutely understand why people get upset by this. And from what I understand, this is something uh, that you're focusing on in one of the classes that you teach at Wharton? So I'm teaching a class uh, that's going to start next week on scaling or, or growing social impact through startups. And so, you know, to a certain extent, I think that there's only so much you can do with big established companies, right? Like these things do not move very fast and there are big, big gaps between intention and action and not necessarily because there's any sort of ill will, but it, it's really tough to change cultures. It's really tough to change the way that people act in the organization. But in startups, there's a, an authenticity that's possible where you can have founders that have values. Uh, I mean, everyone has values, but, you know, really try and enact their values through the startup, really try and orient what they're doing towards solving social or environmental issues. And so in this class, we're putting together teams of really talented undergrad students to help these founders on different aspects of their business, really help them to understand and grow the impact they're having through their lived values. Right. And, and, and with the importance that we know that startups have uh, in our culture, in our business culture here in the U.S., the opportunity is kind of uh, there to be able to build this from the ground up and, and make it into something that uh, uh, is more prevalent than maybe it has been in, in years past. You know, boy, I hope so. Uh, when you look at the trends in terms of what founders say they value, and especially founders at places like Wharton, it is really striking how much of an emphasis they place on values and also social and environmental impact. And they really want to bring these things into alignment. At the same time, they don't feel like they're getting training that really supports them in understanding how to measure, assess, and scale this impact. And so, you know, this class is a first attempt to try and help with, with that piece of the puzzle. So to the extent we can, uh, you know, get this right, make a, a little bit of a, a small dent in the problem, Hopefully we can be there in the early stages and really help these founders to, to scale up what they're doing to make the world a better place. How much then is this also part of the larger discussion around corporate culture, do you think? Well, that's a good question. So corporate cultures are, are big and in most cases entrenched. Uh, in startups, you have a really interesting opportunity to create a culture and Honestly, probably not enough founders are mindful about that piece of what they're doing. But, you know, as you can see in the broader conversation in business these days, it's something that's really important. So to the extent that you can be really thoughtful about how these things develop and have that be an imprint on your company as it grows, I think it's a powerful thing. And I think that, you know, especially in the early stages where there aren't, you know, shareholder pressures and you don't have to do, you know, quarterly earnings reports, there's an opportunity to really be thoughtful about this piece and really try and lock it down in a way that has fidelity to what's important to you. And so the, again, the hope is that this will continue to be a, uh, uh, a front of mindset topic in the years ahead and the future leaders that are becoming through, uh, you know, whether it be uh, those startups or even ones that eventually make their way through the, uh, uh, through the traditional uh, patterns are going to be able to, be the ones that are going to uh, have a significant impact in this area. Yeah, I hope so. I, I really do. And I think that probably the, you know, the easiest and the truest path to do that is through startup. But, you know, at the same time, if people can go into large established companies, uh, you know, find companies that uh, align with their own personal values, 
and then do things to try and hold the company's feet to the fire, you know, and, and call them out when they're not living up to their values. I think there's a chance for, for our students and for, uh, you know, the next generation uh, more broadly to really do some good in the world. But for big corporations that are dealing with this right now, if employees are more willing to, you know, hold the, the company's feet to the fire, this also has the potential to have an impact on the hiring side. I would think if, uh, you know, if people know that a, a company's values are not what they say they are. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it's interesting. So you see a lot of demand, especially from, you know, young, educated, desirable employees to want to work in companies that have values that align with their own. And so on that side, I mean, you know, a lot of companies are saying the right things. And you can look at something like the business roundtable statement where you actually have, you know, 190 CEOs pledging their companies to adopt stakeholder capitalism, right? Like a fundamental shift in their values. But then at the same time, you know, you've got these companies who are donating to, you know, politicians, to PACs, uh, to other causes that are good for the bottom line in terms of decreased regulation, lower taxation, but they come with a whole bunch of other issues that are embedded that run contrary to these other values. So, you know, these big companies are, are really in a bit of a bind, right? Like they can talk about how much they value certain high-minded ideals, how they really want to, you know, promote these things to be attractive. But, you know, at the other side of their mouth, I guess not even their mouth, you know, with their behavior, if they're then doing things that are contrary to this, it, it, it's really tough. All right. Tyler, thanks for a few moments today. All the best. Always a pleasure. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Tyler Rye, who's an assistant professor of management at the Wharton School. To keep engaged with Wharton Business Daily and other Wharton School shows, visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.